Shalom Abracham, we are up to Yumadav Yud Dalit. Today's Daf talks about when a Kohen Gadol becomes an Oinein. What the Kohen Gadol does when he when he's locked up for seven days. How the Hazar, the Paraduma works. There's Metame, the person who sprinkled it, who touched it, who carried it. Then we discuss what came first, the Katoiras or the Neiras in the Mesa Mikdash. So we begin at the end of Yud Gimel Babes. Where the Gemara tells us that if a Kohen Gadol becomes an Oinein, he still does the Karbanas, he does... But he's not allowed to eat. Rabbi Huda says, all day. So the Gemara says, what, what all day? So Rava explains all day to mean that we schlep him out of his house during Avelos to do the Avoida all day to dampen his tzar. Habai says, it can't, that does not sound like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda was the one that told us in a Brisa that if there's a Kohen who's in the middle of the Avoida and then it turns out that, it, that it, one of the Shiva Kravim died, you pull him out of the Avoidah immediately. And you're going to tell me that this same Rav Yehuda is going to throw the Kohen Gadol into Avoidah. Rather, Rav says, that when Rav Yehuda says, call Hayyim all day, it means that the Kohen Gadol does not do the Avoidah all day until it gets to night time. Because he might come to eat. So Ravad Barava says, is Rav Yehuda really worried that he's going to come to eat? Yehuda's not worried about eating. We have a mission that tells us if Yehuda holds that we have to set up a backup wife for the Kohen Gadol in case his wife dies. But the mindset, if his wife dies, he still does the Avoida. Why are we not... What, Yehuda's not worried over there that maybe he's going to eat after his wife passed away. Why over here are we so worried that he can't do the Avoida Kolayon? It's different because you're Kipper. Nobody's eating. You don't have that feeling of, of food flying around you. You don't, you don't see hamburgers. But when everyone's eating and he's an Aynein, the Yehuda is going to say, don't let him be in the Mesmikdash all day. He might come to eat. And the Gemara says, well, the Kalein God is not going to become an Aynein if his Yom Kippur wife dies because we said yesterday's daf and you'd give him that he divorces his wife before Yom Kippur if she dies. So he's not going to be an Aynein. The Gemara says, yeah, it's not about Hilchus Aninus, but he's going to be really, really Torud. He loved her. He only divorced her in order to be Mekayim, but he's definitely going to be distracted and perturbed and mournful if his wife passes away. Now we have a new mission that tells us that for those seven days that the queen is sequestered, he prepares for Yom Kippur by sprinkling the blood. He brings the Katiras. He sets up the Menorah. And he is Makar of the Rosh and the Regal of the Karman Tomid. Now during the rest of the year, if he ever wants to do the Karbanas, he's, he takes over the lottery. He's, he's, he can march in at any point and do that void. And Gemara says, who is the one that holds in our Mishnah? Who, that the Kohen God is doing all of these Avoidas during his sequestering time. It can't be about Akiva because Rabbi Akiva holds. But we know that we're sprinkling the Kohen Gadol every day of these seven days with the May Para to keep him Tahar. But Rabbi Akiva holds that you become Tomei from getting sprinkled. So if he's going to be Tomei the entire seven days, how's he doing Avoida? All right, Bryce tells us that from the Pasuk of the Hizo Hatar Al Hatomei, it tells us that the tar person becomes tar, and the tummy person becomes tar. According to the Kiva, the Chachabim hold differently. He says that that puzzle was only talking about things that are makabal tumah. That statement is referring to a case where the Koyan 
aims for an animal, which he's not supposed to do, but that's Mekabal and he accidentally sprinkles on a, on a person. So if there's still some more water on the Azov, he should just sprinkle on the person again. He doesn't need to re-dip it. But if he was aiming for a person and it landed on an animal, then if there's more juice still on the Azov, he should not sprinkle again. He has to re-dip before sprinkling it back on the person because he was because he accidentally sprinkled it on a behema. Now, why does Rabbi Kiva hold that the guy who gets sprinkled on becomes Tomei? Because the puzzle could have just said, He's a hatar alav. He could have just sprinkled it on him. Why does he say he sprinkles it on a Tomei person? You see that this Torah person actually becomes Tomei. The Rabbanon say, that's talking about the Mahima case, something that's Mechabal Tumah. Right, then we have a Kavachaymer. Yeah, the Chachamim will have a Kavachaymer. He says, look, if you spray on a Tomei person, he becomes Tahar. If you spray it on a Tahar person, of course he's going to be Tahar. Why would he become Tomei? According to Rabbi Akiva, the Kayin Gadol is tar, and if you sprinkle on him, he'll become Tameh. He says, we don't understand this. This is where Shlomo Melech got stumped. Shlomo Melech says, I'm very smart, but this is beyond me. The Rabbanan says that Shlomo got stumped on something else. And really, everyone is tar. The person who touches the Mechatos becomes Tameh. But who says that the sprinkler becomes tar? The guy, the, the, in the Pesach, the Torah says that the person who sprinkles it, he has to wash his clothing. He's mamish, tomei through and through. No, that, that doesn't mean the sprinkler. It means the, the person who touches it, according to the Abadon. Right, but it says, maze, and it also says, nageya. It says two separate things. How can you say that the maze is the nageya, the person who touched it? The sprinkler and the toucher get two separate shout-outs in the Pesach. Second of all, Rabbanon, the person who sprinkles the paraduba, he has to wash his clothing because he's t- his clothing become tame. But the person who touches it does not need to wash his clothing. What makes you think that the, the person who touches it gets tame and not the sprinkler? LMI, it can't be that when the Pasuk says that the maze has to wash his clothing, it's referring to the sprinkler. It can't be referring to the touch. The guy who touches the mechatas, LMI is talking about the person who carries it. Rebekiva will, st- will stick with the one who sprinkles it. But the one who gets sprinkled on. Yeah, the sprinkler. So why doesn't the Torah say, according to the Rabbanu, who say that the person who carries it gets Tomei, it should have just said the carrier. Why does it say the sprinkler? That's just coming to tell me that there's a certain shear that's needed for sprinkling. Now, that's a fine answer if you hold that there's actually a shear, but there's a Mandamur who holds that there's no shear for how much needs to be sprinkled. So according to that Mandamur, how did the Rabbanu understand why the Torah uses a lotion of sprinkling? Of maze. So the Gemara says that machlek is of whether there's a shear. That's not talking about whether there's a shear on the actual azov while he's sprinkling it. That's machlek is whether you need a certain amount of shear in the tube. And everyone agrees there's a certain shear that's needed on the azov itself and that in the tube itself. And that we learn out from, the Rabbana say we learn that out from the Lashon of Umaze. That's what that's teaching us. And we had a mission that tells us this that on the Left in the tube, there has to be enough water le- in there in order to be able to dip it, dip the azoif into the tube so that the top of the leaves will become wet. Abai says, you know what, Rabbi Kiva could actually be the, the Mandomir in our Mishnah. I, why is the Kain Godel getting sprinkled? He's going to be Tomei. How is he doing Avoida during the seven days? You know when they sprinkled him? Right before Herav Shemesh. 
if a person gets tame, according to Mekiva, from getting sprinkled while he's tar, he goes to the mikvah, and as soon as it gets dark, he's tar again. So every day he'd wake up tar, do the avoidah, and right before it got dark, they would sprinkle him, he'd become tame, go to the mikvah, and he was tar for the next day. Now, Mishnah also said that one of the things that the coin would do while sequestering was Ketairas, and then it says that he would uh, clean out the Neiris. It's You see here that Ketairas comes first, but we learn of Meseches Tomid, that whoever does the Chumas Hadeshen, they would have different ladderies. One was for Chumas Hadeshen, then it was for Meneira, and then Ketairas, not Ketairas, and then Meneira. And over here, you tell me that Ketairas comes first. Oh, so the Gemara says, no, that over there in Talmud was of Shimon Ish HaMitzpeh. The Stam Tana in Talmud is of Shimon Ish Mitzpeh. Aye. You tell me of Shimon Ish Mitzpeh is the Stam in Talmud. We learn over there. We have a Mishnah. Perik Dalar, Mishnah Aleph. We're describing how the Kohen would go to the different corners of the Mizbech, sprinkle it on the two directions. First we do northeast. Then we do southwest. And over there, Rav Shimon Ish HaMitzvah pops up. It says he does northeast. At first he would do the west, and then he would go to the south. We see that Rav Shimon Ish HaMitzvah was arguing with the Stamtana in Tomid. And my Rabbi Yechanan says that, no, Rav Shimon Ish HaMitzvah is the Stamtana in Seder Yuma. And that's where he was arguing over there in Tomid. So now the Gemara says, let me ask you a kasha, Seder Yuma on Seder Yuma. We have a Mishnah that tells us that they would do a second gairal for who gets the shecht, who gets the sprinkle, who gets to do the chumas adeshen inside. Who would clean out the menorah? Who would bring up the avarim, up the ramp? They would do a third lottery later for the Katairas. You see, the Katairas comes later. You would make sure to get new people for the Katairas because it was a school of Parnassah. They would cheer it just like uh, th- th- we didn't want to. We want to spread the wealth just like being a Sandik. We, we try to have different Sandiks. Although the Chassam Sefer says that just like, just like the Kayin Gadol could do the Katairas every day if he wanted to, so too the, uh, the chief rabbi, the Gadol Adar, he could do it every day if he wants to. He's like our Kayin Gadol. Belabai, you see here that the Katairas came afterwards in a third lottery. So Abai says it's not a Kasha. The cleaning out of the Menorah was divided into two. So when they were doing that, that third lottery later, that was for doing the second set of cleaning out the Menorah for doing the five Neiris. While the first lottery, the, the, the Iker Kateris was really done in the beginning. Before the Shtei Neiris. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.